0: We have an awesome show for you guys today.
1: The greatest event of all time. Good news for the sport. Merry Christmas.
2: It's the John and Rick Show brought to you by Horse Trailer Pros. John, we are in our 25th episode. In our Fourth. Th- I was right. 24th. So I was right. Yeah. It's 24th. 24th episode. Yep. Of our third year, and it's Christmas time. I think you are. A, this is like not, you're wearing the same sweater as last year. Well,
0: but I, to be fair, I've only worn it
2: once last year. Yeah, but everybody saw you.
0: Well, only the and really dumb I line. didn't
2: wear this. Briggs wore this last year, so I technically have not worn
0: this. Well, maybe I'll switch it for the last second. But Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas,
2: everybody. Thanks for being here. It's been three years of our show. We're wrapping up this end of the year of 2022.
0: Yeah, technically, this is our last episode
2: of the year. Is that right? Right. Right. Right, Joel? You should see them behind the cameras, too. Which means the the
0: next episode, you and Briggs are going to be on an adventure.
2: We are. We're going to be on safari at Masamara in Kenya. Um, with Lucinda Green and, uh, Sarah Broussard. Yes. So we are super excited. We leave January 2nd. We go to Amsterdam, Amsterdam to Nairobi, Nairobi to Masamara, Masamara to Lions,
0: Tigers, and Bears. Oh my. Oh, there's no Bears over there, is there? I don't know, but we can go with it. All right. That's fine. Um, so before we get into things with the show and what we got coming up, because it's a pretty cool show, I yeah. think, for Christmas, um, Make sure, I just want to remind everybody, YouTube, Facebook, podcast players. iHeart, Spotify. Yeah, go out there, check it out. Um, We did put out in, I think it was two shows ago, for people to say Godfather Thoroughbred. Right. And if they did, we would randomly pick somebody for a t-shirt. And guess what? And we found somebody. So we have B. Holtzclaw. B. Holtzclaw. Technically, B. Holtzclaw7935 said The Godfather and also great interviews, which is why she won.
2: Well, the cool thing about this is I haven't seen B in probably a long time. She was a groom in at a hunter-jumper barn right. in Atlanta years and years ago. And to The Godfather part, she had a thoroughbred that went in The Hunters' um, all those many years ago, that was a really cool jumper. So congratulations, B. I'm so glad you won the t-shirt. We'll get it out to you right away and we'll make sure we get her address.
0: Yes, so B, contact us or we'll try to get a hold of you. And uh, I
2: actually can get her because she's a friend on Facebook. And
0: then I'll have my people send you a t-shirt. Thanks, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing I want to just mention is we've got a great advertising from uh, Jenna Rose Ortmeyer, uh, which is... Uh, what is it, Dusty Rose, Dusty Rose Farm, Uh, and she's been advertising on the show the last couple episodes for stalls. Right. And I know the winter season is coming up here now, and so anybody who needs some stalls, I think she still has a few left.
2: So do we have... uh, What do they do to contact her?
0: Um, Will they stay through to the commercial break and check out Jenna Rose's ad, and then they can get a hold of her that way. I'm
2: sure glad this is the last show of 2022, because... Um,
0: you're getting testy. I'm not. I'm going to get you her number right now. Okay. Uh, so uh, while you're doing that. I got it. So you can oh. get a hold of her at 636. 636- go slow. Six three six seven five one one two zero zero. 751 1200 Very good. And that way you can get some stalls from Jenna Rose. And the other thing that's really exciting is we have a new advertiser, which is Magnolia Sands. Wow. And. Um, They've got an awesome new ad that was was beautifully, beautifully narrated, um, if I do say so myself. So we'll have to check out that ad because they've got some cool cross-country schooling. I was just over there, and uh, well, that is very cool.
2: I have to. Where? How far is that from, like here? It's really
0: close. It's like over. um, People can't see you pointing if they're watching on youtube and facebook they can it's over sort of on 301-441 near like where clayton and mike oh, and those you. guys are okay very Denise cool Rath. so you. great cross country schooling facility we're so lucky here we got so many of them well so you just got back from a trip
2: i did we just got back from england but while this is fresh in my mind
0: yes okay sorry
2: so talking about new season yes right talk about getting on the road We're going a lot of places. We're taking our horses. Good job. You know, Horse Trailer Pros would really be the best place for you to take your trailers right now through the first of the year to get ready to be on the road. Yep. Because Horse Trailer Pros is our title sponsor. Yeah,
0: and it is amazing. And it's
2: an amazing horse trailer.
0: And it's amazing how you think you had your trailer serviced and then you have that first blowout and you look and go, whoa, that was actually two years ago. I
2: know, it goes fast, because yeah. you're like, well, no, I did the wheel bearings, I did the this, I did the that, and, you know, got to get them in. We, um, we, have fortunately, or fortunately, have, like, four horse trailers. So
0: right. Yeah, no, start. that's fortunate. That's fortunate.
2: Um, um, anyway, so let's go to where I was.
0: Yeah, so you had, like, a little pre-Christmas trip yes. over to the UK.
2: Yeah.
0: And it was, like, a family trip. So who all went?
2: So myself, my husband, Briggs, yeah. and my daughter, Elisa yeah. Wallace. And then we had... Um, the owners two well, majority owners of the let it be Lee horse that was sold um, I Sent them a text saying we're going to England because Lisa didn't get a horse on the first trip that she went and I, I Said why don't y'all come with us? They said we'd love to go and so it was pretty quick. We put it all together. We went to um, Marlborough, wh- where we like to stay and we stay in what I call the ball and chain Which is really the castle and ball right, but it's a cool pub but Elisa does a really good job of putting everything together. We're going horse shopping because she sold Lee. We had to find something to replace it. Right. Um, and we went and we, it was snow on the ground. It was cold. It wasn't ideal to try horses because every place. Well, but at least you know how they're going to deal. Well, that, but it's hard. They, the ground's frozen. Oh, good point. You know, oh, can't ride, ground's frozen. Oh.
0: Well, if you went to Aston La Walls, that ground would be all right, because it's all that synthetic.
2: It is, and yeah. that's two, we went there twice. We tried the one, ultimately, that we purchased, That not we. I didn't have any purchasing part. The Biggs and Rose Marie Splane right. uh, bought, and it's a really cool mare called uh, Lissa Vera Quality, right. which is um, by um, quali- uh, Obos Quality. Yep. And then it goes on a, a clover... Cloverleaf um, dam side. Right. It's really well ble- bred with Lux B. I think it's right. just. So
0: proper Irish breeding.
2: Proper horse. Just amazing. And I saw
0: the videos. It's a pretty nice horse.
2: Yeah. I, I saw her. It was weird. I guess, I guess it's not weird. I saw her like I saw the Kaz, the Rincom Corsair horse, mm-hmm. um, which we'll talk about that one in a second. because yep. We're gonna talk about the list. Yep. Um, when I saw her on the trailer, and Elisa had already tried her on her first trip, but it was her second choice. When I saw her on the trailer, I was like... That's the one. That's it. Right. She's just top quality, just everything you see about her. But anyway, we're excited. We had fun. Elisa unfortunately got sick on the trip, so she didn't have so much fun. Um, but we had a great time good. We awesome. went and did things and I saw a windmill We went and pulled up to the windmill and took pictures and just spontaneous I saw that
0: on Facebook just spontaneous yeah. Everybody goes
2: where are you going? I was like there's there's a windmill. You've got to be impossible to travel with Oh, it's thing. so
0: much fun I'm, poor Briggs.
2: No, he loves it. Yeah. He goes. Can you just drop me off here? I want you to just walk in the field with the pheasant.
0: Okay, you know what you're both impossible <laughs> I don't think I could cope I'd be like, no, I don't think we have we, to get
2: there now. Oh, you would not be, you would not have fun <laughs> with us. You, you might loosen up. Maybe. So it was a great trip, and she's got a great mare coming, and um, we're excited because just a year ago is when we bought the Rinkum Corsair, the syndicate, right. with Vicki Sukup, uh, Sharon Sines, um, Betsy Smith, uh, Dor- Vicki and Steve Sukup.
0: Which, which is exciting, that horse, because. And
2: Val. Because he and Alisa made the development list for the USEF.
0: That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. It's, it's to, super. To I to think Lisa. we should read the list. Yeah, okay, go. You, you got think so? It. All right, while I'm doing that, you talk. Um, you're doing a great job. <laughs> Keep it going.
2: Well, I think what happened was I lost it. <laughs> no, no, really? Mm-hmm. You're,
0: oh, see? This is what I'm talking about. That's okay. This is what I'm talking I about. I can go through is, memory, but, but
2: I can't because I just got to pull this back up. You don't prepare. And then well i don't know if that's the truth when or... i
0: count on you to be prepared then this is what happens this is, this how is fast why you can't okay okay you got it
2: yep so um, the list put out um december twelfth, 2022 at 5 p.m by the USEF.
0: okay we don't need to be this specific well but...
2: i'm just being that because we have um, graham tom here soon okay but, you know say so he's very specific guy yeah okay all right um will coleman Good for him. Gin tonic. I'm not going to list Well, Gin Tonic and Don Dante. Uh, Buck Davidson on Carlevo, Philip Dutton on Sea of Clouds. Pretty cool. that's a thoroughbred. Yeah. Uh, Liz Holiday Sharp. She made it with four hor- well, two horses on the pre this is the pre-elite list. Um, um, Cooley, Quicksilver, Mix Master C, and then she has two on the development list, which is Cooley Nutcracker and Shanro Cooley. Then Boyd Martin with the Testerleg TSF, uh, Chircaner, owned by uh, the Turners. And then we go down to the development list. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. James Alliston on uh, Nemesis. Cornelia Dore. Yeah. She's been on the show. That's right. On uh, Daytona Beach 8. She did that great showing at Burley. Uh, Mia Farley. Who couldn't love Mia Farley? Mia Farley's pretty good. And... On a horse named Phelps, which is owned by somebody we know. Yep. Um, and then uh, BGS Firecracker, which is her cool mare. Yep. Then we have, I, I, and I apologize, I don't think I know her, Jillian Beale King. Beale? Beale. Yeah, okay. On Rebellion. Yep. Uh, Allie Knowles on Moorswood. Caroline Martin on the HSH Blake, the you know, really cool young horse that she was at... Um, the Lee, Lee, Lee Leon on
0: good
2: job um, red and another one named Redfield Champion Andrew McConaugh on Ferry's Silo. Alexandra Alexander O'Neill. yeah go Alex on one of his own right yep. Redtail is their horses right yeah yeah
0: they breed those yeah. yep um, him and do you know how to say that horse's name
2: Penumbra Penumbra yeah Alyssa Phillips um, Cornelius Bowen Oscar uh, Jenny Carras Roberts on Summersby, Caitlin Stillman on Luska Canada Clover, and Elisa Wallace on Rincon Corsair. Boom. That's
0: awesome. That's good. That's great. That's exciting for Elisa. Well-deserved, well-earned. well deserved. Well-earned. Well earned. Well earned, last time
2: she was on the list was 2016.
0: Jen always says to me, nothing in horses is deserved, it's earned. And I think that's... Perfect. That's pretty pretty well said. Yeah, Elisa has earned it. So all those people earned it. Every single one, one of them. them
2: earned it, and it's great. And so we're just hoping that everybody else that are out there trying is going to make a list one day. And if you don't,
0: then, you know, you just move along. Look, you have the llama sweater on. I just noticed. Yeah, Briggs is behind the camera in the llama Can sweater. You come and show everybody real quick. All right, come in here. Come Briggs. here. I'll see the llama. And I like the hat, Danny. You look more like a gnome in that hat. There we go. Llama. That's pretty great. Good job. This is. We have to keep a straight face with that behind the <laughs> camera. <laughs> well,
2: moving on. Let's go to the second uh, ep, uh, segment. Segment. Yeah. It. So
0: we're gonna take a break, and we're gonna be right back with the new USEF fee. I. am gonna try to get this right. Hold Why on. Why don't you have it up? Why don't you have it ready? Because I wasn't. I you know understand. what? Because I was unprepared. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the USEF director of FEI High Performance Sport Program's Graham Tom. So he's a great guy, we're excited to have him on. We'll be with Graham in about a minute and a half. Want to advertise on the John and Rick Show? Contact John at
1: 352-875-8622 or call Rick at 850-879-2649. For
3: a horse owner on the road, your trailer is essential. No one enjoys being stuck on the road. At Horse Trailer Pros, we repair, renovate, and maintain all makes and models of horse trailers. We work directly with your insurance company or manufacturer for warranty repairs and insurance claims. Our state-of-the-art facility provides quick turnaround and friendly customer service. Considering a living quarter conversion, we do those, too. Find comfort on the road with Horse Trailer Pros. Call or text 352-804-2131. HorseTrailerPros.com Hey, it's John
0: here. I just want to let you guys know I got back from schooling at Magnolia Sands Farm here in Ocala, Florida. The cross-country field is perfectly suited for a first outing on a young horse or schooling your upper-level horse. Magnolia Sands offers over 110 jumps, ranging from starter to intermediate, plus multiple banks, ditches, and waters. They're constantly updating their courses and have even added new ditches and a starter ditch wall. Conveniently located in Northeast Ocala, Magnolia Sands has made it easy for riders and trainers with online waivers, Venmo, and PayPal, and even offer a golf cart for guests. MagnoliaSandsfarm.com. Dusty Rose Farm, a beautiful newly renovated 25-acre farm is offering long-term or seasonal rent, dry stalls, and layup Located in Anthony, Florida, it's just 30 minutes to both Wacken Hits, 15 minutes to Majestic Oaks, 35 minutes to the Florida Horse Park. 38 stalls available for rent and two barns that have all the amenities. Large stalls with new mats and automatic waters. Plenty of turnout, half-mile track, 300 by 300 natural sand arena with a full jump course and dressage court. Loads of parking with two full RV hookups. Call or text for rates to book your stay in sunny and warm California, 636-751-1200. I'm John Holling. We run Holling Eventing out of Willow Run Farm in Ocala, Florida. We run a full service training facility here at Holling Eventing. We have amateur clients, we have sale horses, we teach lessons, and obviously our own competition horses as well. When Kurt first arrived at the farm, he was a little bit nervous and excited. Stressless really helped so we could get him in a training routine. Stressless is really easy to use. It's a part of our program. He gets it as a daily supplement and it helps us keep him focused and ready to go to work. This year we're moving Kurt up to the preliminary level. He's been doing great and I'm very excited about the season to come. I'm John Holling and I'd recommend Stressless to anyone who wants to help their horses stay calm and focused. Welcome back to the John and Rick Show, brought to you by Horse Trailer Pros, and we are here in our Stress Less segment and very excited to be joined by the one and only Graham Tom. Graham, thanks for coming Pleasure on. Pleasure to be here. And so, I wanna make sure I get this right. I have it pulled up here. You are the newly appointed director of FEI High Performance and Sport Programs.
4: Correct. That, that's a lot. It is a lot.
0: and I it's keep a lot scr- of words. I keep messing it up. So basically you're like the guy in charge of all of the Olympic disciplines, is that about right?
4: Uh, yes, right now Olympic and non Olympic. So, as it says, all FEI. Uh-huh. Oh, okay.
0: okay. See,
4: so I mean, there's only
2: one Olympics every four years, John. Right, so and there's also Olympic,
4: um, para, and then the three, four others. Okay, so, so Olympic, para, and do you know the four? Driving, others? vaulting, <laughs> <and> <laughs> endurance. going to test them? Vaulting and endurance. Driving and endurance. So that's seven. Okay. Perfect. There used to be raining, but it's not anymore. Right, but it's not anymore. All
0: right. Well, Can that's you, a lot to do.
2: Yeah, that is a lot to it do. It
4: is busy. It's busier than I expected. So,
2: I mean, the, the Paralympics, like at the Olympics, and it's like the Olympics go on and then the Paralympics. So it's like... Generally, a, there's
4: a break, and it comes in about two weeks after. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So
2: there is a break to yeah. reassess and do stuff. I think stuff in and,
4: Tokyo, they had two weeks. Between. Do they?
0: Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, so, like you said, there's a lot to do. So what... I mean, obviously, how long have you been in the position now?
4: Uh, 57 days. <laughs> How many hours? <laughs> Do we include this? Yes, yeah, yeah. Another 20 minutes. <laughs> All right, perfect.
0: So what's been the biggest surprise with the position? I
4: think the biggest surprise is definitely the scope of the United States Equestrian Federation. It is big. It is... Um, every nation is different. Right. Every nation has different budgets. They have different... Uh, depth of uh, programs with 27 or 28 breeds and disciplines and everything in the USEF, you end up with 150 staff members, a big, large office in Kentucky in Lexington, and uh, a lot more to do with a lot more reporting lines, a lot more committees, a lot more structure.
0: Got it.
2: And that, that growth has happened over of course the last 20 years. It's just kept, kept on getting bigger and bigger and more scope to it. So um, looking at other countries, are we one of the biggest then or the biggest as far as?
4: I don't know. I don't know all the federations, like the bigger, broader things. I'm just a little guy that came out of eventing and was the chef to keep for a couple of teams so i don't know that but i would say that i would think the british would be the largest uh us would be equal or second um and then after that i know the french have a large uh, operation and then i think you probably dip down a tier and then another tier again below that where you would get to the New Zealand candidates and stuff. So not all nations run all seven disciplines at the FEI level. Right. So then things reduce. Right.
2: So when you stepped in 57 days and 20 minutes ago, what I, I can only imagine sitting down and going wow, you know, was there... It might
4: have been a what WTF moment. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do?
2: Did you get one of those, you know, pre-con, post-con notebooks that said, here's what you do and how you do it?
4: No, I actually was uh, better than that. Will Connell, who was in the position before me, was fantastic at being helpful and integrating, and all the staff have been great, too. I mean, they've been patient. I think I can sense the odd eye roll, but uh, they've all been wonderful. Uh, Will, in particular, uh, spent a lot of time with me, um, ran through a lot of things, and as you know, he's been doing... The role i'm in now for i think close to 20 years right he was with the brits before and then with the us for i think eight years and i mean he's a he's a legend in this role and so i was really you know i spent hours with him
2: well that's good that's always good when you come in for something because you know i can only imagine
4: in horse sport you typically get really bad turnover and transitions right you usually have one person well out of the door and down the road and a distant memory and then you go and hire the next person sure. and you have an absolute sort of awkward mess for a good six months to a year. So, this so hopefully is- I won't be the awkward mess. But well, And Will works. was,
0: is, such a professional. Mm-hmm. I mean, I came in and was on the sport committee and came up as, like, got the position as chair of the sport committee at the end of Will's tenure. Um, and he was, Great, like he kept everything organized and straight, and if you ever had any quite, like he was on it. Um, So I would imagine he would be super helpful. He's he's military, so he would be quite structured.
4: Mm -hmm. Very chain of command, I guess, I don't know. But yeah, no, he was just a workaholic too. I mean, he, uh, in the office at seven um, every day for the whole tenure, and uh, I think he worked right up to the very last minute, on the very last day when he was there, so that was.
2: That always helps with the transition.
4: Yeah, 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 and he's gone off now and started a logistics company of his own to help other nations prepare who wouldn't have the breadth of staff and everything. So
0: he's, he's going to be the competition. He. So forget it, I'm not saying anything else nice about him. <laughs> <laughs> logistical,
2: when you say that, logistical for countries... But should we
4: that, give a plug to Will's new no. company? No, no. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Hill Brook, Inc.
2: <laughs> so logistics, for those out there listening and watching, logistics meaning... Uh, for a country that might need help putting everything together to get to where they're going on any kind of team thing? or
4: Yeah, I mean, the, the, the breadth of the role is um, um, essentially logistics. It's oversight of the discipline managing directors right. uh, and their teams. So they put their programs together. The budgeting comes through my role uh, with, help from others in finance. Uh, then it gets sent down to the discipline. Uh, they then put their programs together based on budgets. Um, and they run them and then it reports back into uh, my position. And on top of that, there's games readiness, uh, dealing with the USOPC, you know, um, and games readiness is everything from flights, horses, humans, uh, accommodation, Budgeting for major games, et cetera. It's huge. And everything else right. that goes with it,
0: yeah. So you were just, I think this is always interesting to me. No, I
4: did a lot of that um, with New Zealand. Um, so, but on a smaller scale, obviously, because I was only dealing with one discipline. But with New Zealand's help in the Southern Hemisphere, I would do a lot of or work with them. Very, very hands-on with budgeting. Very, very hands-on with um, games preparation, etc.
0: Right, I mean, yeah, to get everybody where they're supposed to be and able to compete. And I was actually reading um, the press release when you had resigned from New Zealand and how the writers were super appreciative of how, like, you had everything handled so they could just do their
4: job. Yeah, I paid them to say that. Yeah, perfect. Good job. <laughs> that was part of the severance package. Yeah, <laughs> I gave them all a cut <laughs> and they said that. One way to do it. So mm-hmm. you were just at
0: the eventing meeting. Um, USF: I
4: should just add one more thing yeah, no. with the whole role. Um, you know, you once the games start, you have to be willing to do everything, right down to, you know, put ice in the okay. bins yeah. and things like that. I mean, it does get down to that sure. level because once the games start, you're in it and you're knee deep in it, so you do everything. Right, and that's so it's not just ride. high level.
0: Right. It's all the way down to the dirt level. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So. It, it seems to be that way with most people in this, in any horse sport, doesn't it? Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Everybody jumps in. It's because the pay is so good. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs> I know mine is. Um, so you were just at the U.S. Eventing Committee meeting. We've got, I know, end of January, the USEF meeting.
4: How many of these do you have to go to? Every disciplines. I'm meeting? going. No, I don't. I go to a lot of things now because I'm meeting so many new faces. Right. Um, so I've attended all the sport committee meetings, I've attended um, most of the affiliate conventions, and but that's not something I'll keep doing.
0: Right. So it's just to sort of get the lay of the land type mm-hmm.
4: thing. Yeah. Cool. I've never been to an affiliate meeting in my life before this year. Even an eventing one? Even an eventing one. Wow. I think I went to one in Canada, I've never been to an FEI convention ever.
0: Are you going to the... One in Paris? No, no, smart man. <laughs>
4: well, I mean, the one in Paris, uh, I thought would be good. Um, I had planned initially to go with you, right? And then I did a little bit more work on what the actual venue visit was going to be, Right. which is later in the
0: year, isn't it? Well,
4: no, there's one <coughs> in January. Yes, but then the but big it's a two-hour one. Hour walk. So I, yes, I would prefer to do the one later. Yeah, yeah I I go, like in, go in March when there might not be snow covering the ground. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a good idea. I just <laughs> got back from fight. England, there, actually. No, you're going, and Amber, is who is the managing director of eventing, is going to be going with you.
0: Yeah. yeah, we just got that all finalized today. So let's do this. Let's take a break, and then I want to come back, and we want to rewind a little bit and hear all about how you got your start. In eventing and in horses, so
4: oh, that's impressive. Thank that's you, Stressless, for <laughs> being
2: this segment sponsor. We appreciate it, everybody out there. If you need a calming for your horse, something in training at home, try Stressless.
5: I'm Gabby Ruane, and I run Ruane Eventing. I run my program out of Reddick, Florida. I start off in the morning, bringing the horses in, feeding, and then tacking up and riding, pretty much all day. It's always a busy day here with multiple horses in training. When Mufasa first arrived, he was quite sensitive and reactive as a young horse. I decided to start him on Stressless. I've tried quite a few other supplements and I felt like they all dulled him. Stressless was the first supplement that really let me get through his tough moments, but I felt like he could still keep that spark that made him special. Stressless helps keep Mufasa calm but responsive even through his tough moments. When Mufasa first arrived, he was quite reactive and sensitive and I needed something to help me get him through those tough moments. Mufasa began his career as an event horse last year, and this year I hope to move him up to the preliminary level and then end the year with a two-star long. I'm Gabby Ruane, and I would recommend Stressless to anyone who wants their horse more focused and rideable overall.
4: Hi, my name's Leslie Law, and we are a proud supporter of Jump For Joy. We've been using their portable cross-country jumps now for about 10 to 15 years. We love these jumps because as you can see, they're very easy to move. We take another person on the other side and I could place this fence wherever
1: I wanted to, very easily. Rick Wallace here, bringing you Equibrew, a live probiotic that is geared to help your horse's gut health. I'm a true believer in this Equibrew, and it really makes a difference in all of my horses. Equibrew is safe, non-toxic, and clean sport compliant for FEI and racing events. Equibrew is an intact fermentation product with very high numbers of beneficial microbes. Order at Equibrew.com or 850-879-2649.
2: Welcome back to the John and Rick Show, brought to you by Horse Trailer Pros. We're still here with Graham Tom, and we're going to talk a little bit more on a personal level for how you got involved in the horses, because we always like to know that, and how you get to this position with the USEF. John has like a whole list. It's like one of those naughty or nice lists that he wanted to go through with you.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. So, (laughs) So, Graham, I remember you when I was working for Peter Gray. In Canada. In Canada, yep. And... I'm always interested in this because I just remember you being a very successful businessman, and you had an awesome horse named Arrow, right?
4: I had a few nice horses. Okay. Huh? Arrow's the
0: one I remember, yep. and I remember him because one, he was an incredible jumper, and mm-hmm. two, he had an amazing
4: tail. He had a big poofy tail. That was Count. Ash, was yeah. that oh. Count? Oh, I'm you just
0: mixing them together. That's right. Mean, yeah. It was a long time. It's ago. All right. No. All right. So we have Count and Arrow. So take us back. What? How, how old were you when you really started getting into horse sport?
4: Um, I wasn't young. I was actually in my early 20s when I started riding right. as an amateur. Just rode, went out one day, rode, and the following week uh, was riding five days a week. Wow. And some I, might
0: say that that lends it to like some sort of like a compulsive type behavior. Maybe. Okay.
4: <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, and, uh, <laughs> I was, um... Yeah, and so I I fell in love with the sport right away. Uh, I got busy at work and didn't really ride again until I was almost 30. And then went down and met Bruce Davidson, bought a horse from him.
2: Uh, Which one was that?
4: uh, (laughs) The horse's name was Irish Luck. And it was a nice big thoroughbred that had gone advanced. Uh, And all I wanted to do was go preliminary And then Bruce kind of looked at me and said, what are you doing here then? (laughs) Sounds like Bruce, we were just talking. And uh, then I, um, it's funny, I ended up at Gladstone about two, three weeks ago and spent some time with Will. And Gladstone is such a wonderful spot, but it brought back these memories of my very first uh, three day long format at a one star. And poor Irish luck uh, passed away at that competition. My very first one. Oh, that's oh, wow. a tough start. That is a tough start. Yeah, so it wasn't uh, wasn't the ideal start. Next thing I knew, I was on a plane. I mean, it was very upsetting. On a plane to the UK, bought a couple more horses over there with Bruce, and then just kept going. And uh, I trained with Bruce for about a dozen years. And ended up in Florida. Ended up going advanced, ended up going to Blenheim and falling off. There's a good picture of me <laughs> running behind my horse and my boots and across that last water, the long stretch across the water. <laughs> we, I know what That's that looks one. like.
0: That's a long
2: run. That's a long back, run.
4: Back in the day before David O'Connor ruined everything and you could get back on a horse after and keep you fell going, off. Right? Yeah.
2: Well, he used to fall in water all the time. David and I even told yeah. David this, and they used to give him the water award. It was like a floaty with a big <laughs> swan on it that he had to wear at Rocking Horse one time when he was riding mm-hmm. with Wilton Fair. Um, But a shout out to Bruce, Um, heard from him yesterday, he's doing great, and Bruce, I hope you're feeling better. Hang in there and happy holidays.
4: Hey Bruce, this is all because of you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, that's (laughs) a lot buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So which horse was that at Blenheim then? Uh, That was Arrow. Okay. That was Arrow. yeah. So that was
0: sort of the last big one that you had?
4: Yeah, I sort of, um, pff, you know, I was in business for a long time, and there's a few things that I've really botched. Um, one is trading real estate, and two was buying all the horses of the same age. So, <laughs> Right. So they when all ended 10, up... I mean, it was great. I, 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 You know, for amateurs, what I did was... And, and you could do it back then, prices were different. So it's a little harder now. But, you know, buying a horse a level above where you are was something I always did and something Bruce encouraged. Um, So we did that, and I generally bought them two levels above. So when I was going prelim, I was buying advanced horses that you could find and afford to buy. Right. Um, And then it was great, because you just move up the ladder so so quickly.
0: (laughs) It gets tough when you want to ride advanced, though, because there's, you know, what do you buy then? A a Grand Prix horse, I guess. Yeah, yeah.
4: Um,
0: No, but they, I mean, it was, I just remember you always had, and I guess this is a credit, To Bruce, from the sounds of it, you always had incredible horses.
4: Yeah, he picked every one of them. Yeah. He picked every one of them. What was your last
2: year competing?
4: Oh, it was a long time ago. I don't think I've sat on a horse for a good almost 15 years. So I would have been around, I think I competed last around 2003, 2004. And then I was going to go and reload. And I really, at that point, prices had jumped like crazy. And I just didn't think I actually I was capable enough to go buy a bunch of four- and five-year-olds and, and, you know... Start from there. Start from there. So uh, then I got asked, then David came knocking and said, would you come to Canada and work with me with Canada? So I became Chef to Keep with Canada around 2006, 7, And he was a coach, and we did that for... Well, I did it for about eight years, I guess.
0: And that's a great segue, because I obviously know that story pretty well, because Jem was a part of that whole high-performance team as well, and I think it's safe to say the pinnacle was the World Championships in Kentucky in 2010, right?
4: Yes, yes. Um, 2010, we won silver. Um, we definitely... I mean, it was great. I mean, everybody rode well. I think we were the, one of the first nations ever to have six clear cross-country rounds uh, of all team members, and... Uh, Certainly, we had uh, what I like to describe as OPM, which is other people's misfortune, and right. uh, which you always need, really, um, and you're always going to get it in this sport. So uh, I have to remember we that. had some really fantastic performances from all of the athletes, and uh, a little bit of misfortune by others, and uh, we came out with a silver. Right? So,
0: so I remember Mark Phillips one time said he never won a competition that he didn't expect to win going in so when
4: you went to, to
0: and he did and now it sounds arrogant I'm when he says it that way fellow like,
4: Canadians but no I don't know he, if that was quite the case well, this is, is going to be our question because his
0: point was like he lost competitions he expected to win but he never surprised won anything was his point because he always knew if they had a great horse he was going to have a great performance um, so I guess you've already answered the question which is when you went in there what, kind of what were the expectations for Canada
4: oh I think the expectations were top six would have been spectacular right yeah, I mean, I remember walking up the ramp at Kentucky after we'd won silver and just looking at David and David looking at me, and we went, That's pretty good. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> it <laughs> and, was and again, good. I'm not taking away from the athletes. They did what they had to do in the six clear cross country yeah. rounds at a world championship. It's was pretty awesome. Uh, impressive, really impressive.
0: Which I think is still the case now, like looking back at just this most recent. World Championships in Protoni, Um, obviously the US had the great performance there and finished in silver. Um, And it really came down to cross country there as well.
4: Well, it came down to cross-country, and it came down to show jumping. Show jump. I mean, for sure, you wouldn't have thought that the number one rider in the world at the time...
2: Had three, would have three rounds. Four, I or, think. Yeah. yeah,
4: four rails, so... Yeah, why would you say but, that? He's so, right.
2: It's show jump, too, is very... Yeah, but show pivotal. jumping,
4: the show jumping round was, uh, you know, I think it, and it, was a, it was a real harbinger, I think, for what we're going to see going forward, because cross-country has certainly taken a, um, you know, a softer point of view... Uh, it's still influential, of course, but it's. Uh, we all know it's a little bit softer than it was 10 yeah. years ago. But the show jumping design at petoni was, I think, you know, impressive. And I think it was more than most people had ever seen before at an eventing championship.
0: I did hear that, that it was gigantic yeah. and technical.
4: Yeah. Uh, I guess my
0: point really is, or was, and is, that yes, Michael lost the competition with his rails in, at the end. But... There, were, there, there was a lot of people who had poles down in the show jumping, yeah. so it kind of leveled it there, and I still felt like cross country was.
4: Well, there's no doubt. I mean, as far the. As the team goes. Yeah, I know what you're saying. There's more penalty points awarded in cross country, so you can't afford to make mistakes there. Right, right, right. And right, if right. you do, um, I mean, certainly Laura Collette coming down the hill and having a run out was a surprise, and that. Huge. You know, cost didn't. That wasn't the only factor, but. Right. You know. Yeah, and that Even didn't seem like it was going to
0: be, like when I watched that in the beginning, I was like, oh, I mean, it's fine. You just go down the hill and yet steep and then there's two jumps right in front of you and these horses should all jump it. And sure, they John just... Saying it from the... Absolutely, from house. watching it on TV. And then they just didn't <laughs> jump it <so> well, <laughs> did they?
4: It just didn't... It almost the seemed ground like... The got really torn up right. as the day went on, really torn up. And I don't know whether that was the factor or what, but... I know, it was
2: old school, slide down the hill and jump jump. I mean, that's like old school, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I
4: remember they had that jump at Foxhall. Yeah, remember? Yep, right. Um, oh yeah, but there was a blip halfway down there that was, one. Well, there was a bounce right uh-huh. at the very top, and you actually had to just sort of peek off and bounce it, and then you got screaming down to the bottom, and some people sort of kept going out into the infield and turn around and come back, but right. it was me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that slide
0: very well. Down Damn. the slide. Um, well, Rick, why don't we take a break? Sure. And then we're gonna come back, make Graham stick around one more segment here, so that I'm we, sure we
2: can we can we can keep him there. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we're gonna let him take the hat to the Christmas party after. So, let's take a quick break okay. and- To keep the hat? Yeah, uh, sure. The sure. well, hat's yours. We'll be back. Jump for joy fences are easy to move, lightweight, durable, and low maintenance. We're out here on the cross country. We just finished over in the show jumping over the Jump for Joy fences. Had a great time schooling over them. They're really nice and easy to move, so we were able to adjust some things and really have the exact school that we needed thanks to the Jump for Joy fences. I love them. Order yours at jumpforjoyusa.com. Hey, it's John here. I just want to let you guys know I got back from schooling at Magnolia Sands Farm here in Ocala, Florida. Their cross-country field is perfectly suited for a first outing on a young horse or schooling your upper-level horse. Magnolia Sands offers over 110 jumps, ranging from starter to intermediate, plus multiple banks, ditches, and waters. They're constantly updating their courses and have even added new ditches and a starter-ditch wall. Conveniently located in Northeast Ocala, Magnolia Sands has made it easy for riders and trainers with online waivers, Venmo, and PayPal, and even offer a golf cart for guests. Magnoliasandsfarm.com Dusty Rose Farm, a beautiful newly renovated 25-acre farm is offering long-term or seasonal rent, dry stalls, and layout. Located in Anthony, Florida, it's just 30 minutes to both Wacken Hits, 15 minutes to Majestic Oaks, 35 minutes to the Florida Horse Park. 38 stalls available for rent and two barns that have all the amenities. Large stalls with new mats and automatic waters. Plenty of turn-up, mile a track, 300 by 300 natural sand arena with a full jump course and dressage court. Loads of parking with two full RV hookups. Call or text for rates to book your stay in sunny and warm California, 636-751-1200. Welcome back to the John and Rick Show brought to you by Horse Trailer Pros and we're thrilled that we're still here with Graham Tom. So Graham we've been in the last segment talking about your time with Canada um, and the huge success you had at the World Championships there. So then there was a transition and you moved on to New Zealand and I don't remember how long was that time in between those?
4: Just a year. I left Canada um, and in 2015 actually I was able to work with the organizing committee of the Pan American Games in Canada uh, and helped um, manage the cross-country venue.
0: That was at Jeff and Anne Morgan's Place, place. Right. Yeah,
4: which is literally four minutes from my house, so that was easy wow. and right. a lot of fun. And Craig Collins, who was the overall head of the OC, um, built out Palgrave there where the show jumping and dressage was, did a fantastic job. Um, so then, actually I think it was then that I spoke to Todd, Mark Todd, Sir Mark taught about a possible position with New Zealand down the road. There was nothing at the time, Eric was there. And uh, then in 2017, the position opened up and they rang me, and I enthusiastically applied for the job and got it and spent five years with them. And there
0: was a little bit, if I remember, if I don't get too personal, there was a little bit of a blip when you first took it, because you had
4: That's rather personal.
0: Is it? <laughs> should, should we
4: skip that one? No, no, that's fine. There's no, so <laughs> a blip because of your back. Well, I just recently had back surgery, and then I think I... Anyway, I flew from North America to England, England back to North America, North America to New Zealand, New Zealand back to North America, and then I did another back and forth to Europe, Jeez, that's all in lot. three weeks. And the new expression is, sitting is the new smoking. And so doing that in three weeks with a recent back surgery Wasn't. put me flat out for a while. And I thought, well, I can't do this with all the travel. Right. And then I went to some great physiotherapists, or I went back to the, some great physiotherapists that are here in Ocala. And we worked on it, and we gave it a go, and we have sorted it out. So, yeah, I had a little bit of a blip at up to one month mark, but we sorted it. That had to be,
0: I mean, I would think not only stressful because of your back, but just stressful, like, oh my gosh, this was going to be a really cool, fun opportunity to get to do that. And then to have that sort of thrown up in the air.
4: There's I the, was in so much pain, yeah, I didn't, didn't care, care about the I was, I was just about to say, there's nothing worse than
2: back pain. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that really can knock you out. No, but so it, it was you good got that it worked
4: that. out, and I got in with the team, and... Uh, um, I didn't know all the riders at all before, uh, and it was just um, well, getting to know them took some time. But it's a very uh, clean operation in the sense that because it's split into hemispheres, the poor people at the USEF have heard me tell this story too much, and it's almost like I don't even want to refer to New Zealand. I had to talk about my former job, but the New Zealand experience was so terrific. The, And look, every, every team does it differently. Um, Canada, we did it one way. We had committees. We had a high-performance committee. The USEF has committees. They have a great depth of really quality staff that run each discipline. In New Zealand, when I was there, there was myself, a high-performance director in New Zealand, and um, a chief admin who did everything, Warwick Allen, uh, and then in the UK, it was just the riders. So my high performance committee was the athletes, was the riders. Right. Sure. So it
2: was very small, not a lot of bureaucracy. But, but when you
4: look at the numbers, really, um, we have, New Zealand had not dissimilar numbers at the high performance level that a lot of nations would right. have. You know, you look at Germany, you can count 10 right, right. quickly. Right. Um, now the only one that's different is the UK, where you can go down forever, and they right. can they can put together you know four, four Olympic teams. Sure. Uh, and so I would just meet with the riders. Uh, it was very hands on, and went to all the training sessions when I was over there. Uh, Jackie Green was a fantastic, um, you know, a, a, I don't want to say assistant, but she was a fantastic person to lean on to help organize everything over there. And then it was. Uh, We had good, amazing staff, uh, good, great coaches, and everything. But it all reported into me, and it was just—you just met with people. Uh, They shared their views on uh, building out the year, and and it got done. And it got done, and um, there you are.
0: And so, how many team competitions did you end up going to with New Zealand then?
4: I only went to two big ones because they don't do the Europeans. Right. They were allowed into the Europeans years ago and then they won it. And then <laughs> there was no longer an open competition. They ruined it for everyone. There's I don't no know longer if was or not, but, but I think so. so yeah, sorry, you're not invited So back. I went to 2018 WEG where we squeaked into a qualifying position just. And then I went to the 2021 Tokyo and 2020 Tokyo in 2021 right? and then we did a bunch of Nations Cups and uh, and obviously I went to all the big five stars and everything and I think it has nothing to do with me but I think in the time in that time period New Zealand won more five stars certainly more per capita (coughs) than anybody else but I think they won about four. Graham take the credit. Yeah, it was all me. Tim, you're welcome. <laughs> there
2: you go. Janelle, so you're welcome. So that kind of trend, they are, they're incredible. I mean, we watched the prices go everywhere, and they're pretty awesome. Um, so with that being said, now you're coming kind of full circle back where you were with Canada and you and David. So. Y'all, have you interacted yet on stuff, or is that coming in the future? And are you excited to be? So, you mean coming
0: back with David being on the. David, on,
2: with the USEF. Sure. I, I was going to yeah, say, because Canada
0: and US are separate countries,
2: just yeah, so you thanks. Know.
0: Okay. I meant back to
2: where still, they're. Still, right? still. Yeah. They're working together. On, yeah, but
4: where our rules are not that hands on. Like so, that there's is.
2: no. Yeah. Crossover.
4: Well, yeah, and, and as I say, like m- my role with New Zealand, my role with Canada is not my role with right. the USEF. Right, oh, absolutely understand. So I've that. sort of taken one step away. Now, I had both feet in the competition arena with those two other countries, and I hope to be able to have at least one foot in Somewhere. the USEF. But, <laughs> but there's a whole team in each of the Olympic disciplines for sure that, that do, that manage. not only the high performance sport, but the programs all the way through from emerging through development, through pre-elite and elite, so they're all, and they're all quite similar. It's big. Yeah, it is big, and there's a lot, when you get down to those emerging and development, as, well, I mean, you work closely with uh, Leslie Law and everything, I mean, there's a lot to do. Sure. There's a lot to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is a big, it is, like you were saying, it is a big operation through the USEF and... I only know the eventing side of it. I'm sure the jumping side and the dressage side and endurance—they all have their own pipelines and channels. And it's a lot to do.
4: Yeah, it's very interesting and, and see how all the, the different disciplines manage things. And I mean, the athletes are different in each of the disciplines. The and I haven't met them all—that's for sure. Well, I'm excited so,
2: for 2023 with all with what's happening. And I mean, for for all of USA for everything. So I think it's going to be. 2023 is a Pan Am game year. Right. So, so do we have um, any
0: guarantees for the Pan Ams, Grant?
2: Yeah, every team is going to
4: medal both team and individual for sure. Gold. There we go. Guaranteed, absolutely. I mean, there's nothing wrong with predicting that, is That's there? That's right. No. no. So it's guaranteed. Thought, guaranteed.
0: guaranteed, yeah. And so are you going to guarantee, so every team gets a gold medal <laughs> for the team, yeah. we get the gold medal individual? Yep.
4: Yeah, of course, yeah. And
0: so what about silver and bronze? No, we well, in the two.
4: individuals. I don't think, you see, in the Pan Ams, you can't win all three. They don't let you. That
0: sounds like an excuse.
4: Yeah, to be <laughs> you know, we have to go to the FBI and change the rules, but yeah. you can't win all three medals Both. an individual. In fact, there was one nation that did that. Really? And they had to take it away from some poor So they can't, was,
2: wait, they can't win. So explain that again. In they the
4: can't. Pan American Games, you cannot have one country win all three individual medals. Really, I'm pretty sure. So what they I don't do they do? No, it, you're 100 accurate. And it, yeah, so what is?
2: So that one, yeah. that one is a drop so score. So that
4: poor person who won bronze, bronze gets booted into fourth and goes home with nothing.
0: Yeah. Wow. I happen to know that. And sure. that's an FBI yeah. rule.
4: I don't know if it's FBI. I think, I think you need to go. It, it might be a, uh, a, a pike. It might be a pike. This rule, could be your first thing. Yeah. I think that's a pike rule. This could be your first thing. Get this um, done. But, you know, joking aside about the guarantees and everything, I think that the U.S. is really poised right now to do some great things over the next few years because uh, the, 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 the support is there, both financially and um, the and there. ideologically from the Federation itself, and yeah. the quality of the people managing disciplines that. right through the peace, Olympic and non-Olympic, is really high, high end. I agree with that. Awesome. Do you agree with that? I totally agree. I think everybody agrees.
0: Graham has predicted a clean sweep at the Pan American Games and has taken full responsibility for it. That it will be because of him. So Graham, <laughs>
4: thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, and I hope to be invited back afterwards. Absolutely. You will when when he's
2: got that prediction done. That's right, yeah. and you'll have the
0: new car here.
4: Right? Yes, yes,
0: Good. for sure. All right, uh, Graham. Thank you thank very you much. Though. All right, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks very <laughs> much. And thank you guys for watching. We're going to be right, right back. back. With. And if we
4: lose, I have
0: to wear
3: that sweater.
2: Yep. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to that. you for the party tonight. Actually.
3: <laughs> All right. We'll be back. For a horse owner on the road, your trailer is essential. No one enjoys being stuck on the road. At Horse Trailer Pros, we repair, renovate, and maintain all makes and models of horse trailers. We work directly with your insurance company or manufacturer for warranty repairs and insurance claims. Our state-of-the-art facility provides quick turnaround and friendly customer service. Considering a living quarter conversion, we do those too. Find comfort on the road with Horse Trailer Pros. Call or text 352-804-2131. HorseTrailerPros.com.
0: I'm John Holling, we run Holling Eventing out of Willow Run Farm in Ocala, Florida. We run a full service training facility here at Holling Eventing. We have amateur clients, we have sale horses, we teach lessons, and obviously our own competition horses as well. When Kurt first arrived at the farm, he was a little bit nervous and excited. Stressless really helps so we could get him in a training routine. Stressless is really easy to use. It's a part of our program. He gets it as a daily supplement and it helps us keep him focused and ready to go to work. This year we're moving Kurt up to the preliminary level. He's been doing great and I'm very excited about the season to come. I'm John Holling and I'd recommend StressLess to anyone who wants to help their horses stay calm and focused.
1: Rick Wallace here bringing you Equibrew, a live probiotic that is geared to help your horse's gut health. I'm a true believer in this Equibrew and it really makes a difference in all of my horses. Equibrew is safe, non-toxic and clean sport compliant for FEI and racing events. Equibrew is an intact fermentation product with very high numbers of beneficial microbes. Order at Equibrew.com or 850-879-2649. (laughs)
2: merry christmas we're in our fifth segment of our 24th episode it's christmas i said it coming in i'm saying it going out and i'm going to say this to you john real quick thanks horse trailer pros for being title sponsor of this great show of ours we appreciate it right yep absolutely and i this is the third year mr producer that i want to say to you I always wanted this episode to be just a reflection of the year and to talk about things that we did and have flash ups and just build up. And every time I say it, you go, that's stupid. We're not doing that.
0: That's not what I said.
2: That's exactly what you said.
0: That's not what I said. That's what I thought. But what I said was, (laughs) no, I think we should have Graham on. He'd be great. Well, I think Graham's great. But
2: don't you think next year, Joel, in our fourth season, for the 24th episode, that we can do a flashback for four years...
0: It takes a lot of, like, planning.
2: Joel will be good. His baby will be almost a year and a half old. He'll be fine. Oh, man. You're putting
0: us on the spot. What what I would say is we'll that. Why take am I putting us on the spot?
2: You think people are going to go back to this episode okay. next year and say, look what you said you are going to do and we'll, you didn't do it? We'll, we'll put it into consideration. Who's we? The committee. You're like the USEF. The committee. Which is another point I want to make. <laughs>
0: Hold on. I have a real concern here. Is this going to be all this microphone? Is it going to be scratchy? What do we think? Come, Joel. Come see. Should be all right. Should be all right.
3: Did it get flipped around? Look at his hat. Dink. Okay. Should be okay. Okay. Okay.
2: All right. So were you just trying to throw me off? Yeah. No. Did it work? (laughs) No, because I want to tell everybody else out there he's my really good friend, right? We yeah, getting we're sh- to be less good, apparently. <laughs> we have shows together. We've known each other for a very long time. And I'm going to say something to everybody listening, the USEF, the FEI, oh, the USEA, no. everybody. This man can keep a secret. Doesn't matter what you tell him. If you tell him it's a secret, he keeps it.
0: That's probably because I forgot.
2: No. <laughs> You're like a top secret. Top secret can't say anything. I'm like, oh, okay.
0: Well, I think that's a good
2: quality. Thank you. Kind of, unless you're best friends with somebody. (laughs) (laughs) And then I want (laughs) to know. Anyway, just wanted to make that point. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. So have I thrown you
0: off on everything you wanted to do? I'm really flustered now. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I mean, look, I think what we should do is, in the comments, Mm -hmm. we should get some feedback from people as to what they think of the Christmas show, Uh the holiday show, and if they have some suggestions, then we would take those into the committee.
2: Yes. So <laughs> what you need to say is say, Rick is right, John is wrong.
0: No, I think what they need to say is, this was an incredible show. Graham was a great guest. I believe all It was all the that. perfect balance of holiday festivities and, you know, hard-nose-hitting interviews. Oh, I like that. Hard-nose-hitting. Yeah, right. That's all I'm saying.
2: Well, I'm telling you, that, in all seriousness, 2022... Is coming to an end. Yeah. And we've had ups and downs and good times and bad times. And, you know, it's just we're lucky to be here. And I'm lucky to be here with you, Joel and Briggs. And we do this fun show.
0: Yeah, well, the feeling is mutual. It's been a lot of fun. And um, I'm actually thinking we should do that here and say how great it is. You're absolutely right because you're abandoning us. For the new Year show i
2: know i know that's going to be fun so i think we did we talk about that. we did
0: we did but
1: we're
2: going but we'll maybe you know as joel the our partner and producer said they probably have internet out there you can just you know like send in some stuff and if they for by chance are somehow on a giraffe's top of his head He's got like some kind of like antenna. antenna? You
0: could hook a camera up
2: on his head. Can you imagine me getting, I'm going to get, I'll get some clips of me and Lucinda and Briggs.
0: You and have cinema. to, you have to. I mean, I feel like, I'm going to be honest here because, you know, I am. I feel like the chances that you're going to actually get us like video footage of like stuff that's going to be used for the show is like five, five have, to 10%. I'm getting a GoPro. Oh, sweet. You're going to helmet cam it like your daughter. All right. We're going to GoPro it, so I'm just going to have Can you please the GoPro get pictures on. of him with a helmet cam on, on Safari? Don't do you know. think that's a good idea? I, I think just, it's a great idea. A
2: GoPro, put it on, and then You I'm know what? Just...
0: I have one. Oh, let me use yours. Yeah, you can have it.
2: Oh, great. Yeah, all right. Remind me. I'll get all that right, for we'll you. do it. Uh, do we have to have, like, Alec Lahore or anybody, like... No, it check... has to be approved. <laughs>
0: yeah, Alec, we need to get approval for the helmet cam for Rick. Um, oh. I know. We'll make sure it breaks off or safely
2: andrew Tempkin. he oh. could probably he doesn't like them though right and he, alec you can get through a little bit but this is what they do all the time and guys i love you i know you're in for safety you know how what i feel about this camera
0: right you should video them with the camera
2: on when you do it that's another good <laughs> idea yeah let's let's come up with ideas for 2023 and that's a good one we're gonna do that
0: yeah i want you to helmet cam getting permission to use the helmet cam.
2: So I'll do some reflection of 2022. Okay. Talking about the FEI. Yes. Um, And all the challenges that Briggs had with his ring bit that was then custom made into a walrus bit. Um, We have gotten word that that is now being pictured by the FEI as a legal cross country bit, the walrus. You should have called it the Briggs. That's already like a lawnmower. That's the Briggs Instructors. I like it, the Walrus. Just,
0: I mean, but, okay. Why are we having this debate now? I don't know. It just came to me now. Well, just, sometimes my great ideas come up. You out. know what
2: it would be like to change the name of something with the FEI? Well, it's you'd like have to pay a change dollars. fee. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to pay a change
0: fee for sure. That's, you know what, in all <laughs> seriousness, that's a pretty big accomplishment. Well done, you guys both for, well, especially Briggs, for getting that done. Because um, I have seen them out there. And funny enough, I saw one, I don't know who had it, but it was somebody like, Like when I see Briggs in it or Lisa in it, I'm like, okay, that's really cool. But I saw somebody who had one that was not, I'm sure they were peripherally connected to you guys, but like they were like, that looked like a cool bit that they were using and they used it and it worked. Well, was it the ring bit? No, no, no. Uh, I saw one that had a ring bit in show jumping.
2: And you can use a ring bit just so people know. You can use the ring bit nationally. Right. But not FEI. Right. And so in show jump, it's used a lot. Right. Um, and it, and again, for people listening and not knowing what we're talking about, the ring bit was used by a lot of uh, Thoroughbreds, Kentucky Derby winner last year used it. It keeps them from lugging and gives you more control and steering.
0: Right. Do you think I could use it in dressage? Because I've got one that could use it there. You probably
2: could. You'll get eliminated. But right. <laughs> because you can do your bit check after you're done. Right. Because they'll never notice I saw ring. a
0: meme today that said, and it showed a fork in the road, and it said, you are free to make your choice, but not free from the consequences. So, I could use it in dressage, but then I wouldn't well, be able to And jump. Let's
2: talk about that a little bit. Why do they say, you can check your bit when you come out? Um, and then, you go in thinking you have, Yeah, it's fine, and you come back out and you go, oh, nope, illegal.
0: Well... I don't know that that's fair. Does that happen a lot? All the time. Well, then you should know what tack you're wearing. <clears throat> it's your option. You can get it checked before. Are you on that committee? No. Then why are you doing like that? Because it's the way I feel. I have my own opinions. I'm a man.
2: Well, this is what you typically would do: is no, I want you to check it before right. I go, yes. and they go, no, we'll check it when you get back. Oh, see, I've never had that. Then they go, oh.
0: Maybe, did you ever think perhaps it's the tone that you use? It's not what you say, but Look, how you say I,
2: it. I do know this. this. This I do know. My tone at horse shows are way better than a guy named John Hollings. No, that's untrue. That That is true.
0: Untrue. Untrue. I'm a peach at the horse shows. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh-huh. Yeah, so there you go. No, anyway, it is the truth.
2: Um, and be, in all seriousness, now they're going to say that. Um. I would say to people out there when they say you can get it checked when you come out, if you're not sure, I mean absolutely sure, get it checked. And number two, if you're not sure and you want, don't want to have to stop to get your bit checked, then I would have the ground jury and the TDs look at your dressage bit, whatever bit it is, before you go to competition. Um, that way you know it's, it's, yeah, if there's any sure. question.
0: That's what I tell my my kids. Any question, all go ask
2: because they are they are kind. They do try to do yep. service. They try to help you out. They try to look to see what you got. Um, so take it to them first, and, and go from there. Yeah,
0: so. absolutely. No, it's good advice. Uh, all right. So I'm getting wound up for Christmas. I'm super excited about my Christmas dinner, and we're gonna make a big beef tenderloin, and it's gonna be awesome. Is that what you guys are doing? Yeah, it's the way to go. Oh, that. Hot roast. You guys your doing pot ri- roast.
2: Wait, say it louder say it so louder people- so we can hear.
0: Ribeye roast. Ribeye roast. Ooh, that's even better because then it has the bone in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, mine's going to be tenderloin because it's easy for me to cook, to be honest.
2: Well, I'm excited about the present that I got for him, so it's going to be very cool. So we'll have to report back at the show when I get back. But I think I'm you're going to have...
0: I'm going shopping after this. Oh, yeah. are you? Yeah.
2: Really? Yeah. You're serious?
0: Right after this, I'm going shopping. Where are you
2: going? I'm not sure yet. They're all closed. No, they're not. It's going to be great. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy 2022 and departing and happy 2023
0: coming on. That's right. We have an awesome show for you
1: guys today. The greatest defender of all time. Good news for the sport.